Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com I'm in the lodge in the garden, so we bought a Wi-Fi thing so... We can do stuff down here while I'm not in the house. So it's supposed to be great. But at the moment, I, I put it down as absolute fucking shite. <laughs> Movember presents In The Barber Chair, a podcast dedicated to bringing you real cuts and real conversations about men's health. I'm Matt Johnson and I'm your host. Movember wants men to take action to live happier, healthier, longer lives and they invest in prostate cancer, testicular cancer, mental health and suicide prevention. Hey, this is Matt Johnson in the barber chair for Movember with a very special guest today, Will Meller. How are you? You all right? Yeah, I'm okay. I want to put my glasses on. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm okay. You know, nice. it's been a... It's been a it's been a crap year. It's been rubbish. It's um, it's a year that we all need to forget. But uh, yeah, I think that we've got to take some positives out of it if you can. Uh, being with my family, one of them, I suppose. Yeah, you had a difficult start to the year, didn't you, with your father passing? Yeah, it was tough, really tough. I'm I mean, sorry it's about the that. Tough, toughest thing you can imagine. I mean, he was my hero. You know, we were we were so close and. It's one of them things, you know, when you, you think, I don't know how I'm going to cope with that when that happens. I've been thinking about that for a long time because I just didn't know how I'd be able to deal with it. Um, but you, it's amazing what you do, you know, how you do deal with things. Um, being in lockdown made it a lot harder because I couldn't be with my family and I couldn't even see him. So um, when he was taken ill, I went to see him, but I had to sit in the garden and look at him at a distance. I couldn't hug him and... That was the last time I saw him um, alive. Uh, so it, it just made it made a bad situation even worse. How have you dealt with it afterwards? What's your what's your process? Uh, what, what have you done? Um, to be honest, um, I went did a lot of walking, a lot of crying. Um, I went out listening to the music, my headphones on, walking, trying to take in a bit of nature and. Um, yeah, and emotional, um, and talking to my wife, take um, being with my family, my kids. You know, they they're my life. So you know, they, yeah, they sort of give me strength. Um, talking to my friends, I won't I won't lie to you. Sinking quite a few drinks, um, mm-hmm. beers, and um, whatever you know, what you do, whatever you can without going stupid. You know, because I lost my sister a while back. And I didn't deal with that too well. I got into gambling a bit and um, looking for highs in alcohol and gambling, and that's not the way forward. So I sort of learned from that not to do that and uh, and to talk more. You know, I used to sit in, I just didn't want to get out of bed before, but now I've, I sort of, if I feel bad, I just say, listen, I'm having a bad day today. Get out and go and take in some fresh air and see nature. It seems to help. 
You've done a lot of, um, you've been quite open about mental health and your, your passion for to raise awareness in that area. Do you think you've picked up a few tools from being a part of that conversation? Um, possibly, yeah. I mean, everybody's individual though. And I think it's, um, I think the good thing about being a part of this Movember um, uh, is, is, um, it's, it's, it's awareness and what we're doing now um, talking about young men and testicular cancer and getting men to talk is it's a taboo subject for men to talk mm. in general I go to the pub at least once a week well what I did when it was open um, and and you know it, it, men sort of tend to go to the pub just to have a laugh and to forget about the problems you know what I mean mm. but the other week I went to the pub and I actually had a chat with a bloke about you know I was struggling I said I've had a tough time with it and then he, he opened up because I opened up and he started talking, and it's amazing what happens when you offer, when you just start talking about yourself, you say, you know what, I'm struggling a little bit. And then mm. they open up a little bit. It's like they, you know, they wait for the gate to be unlocked. So um, I suppose I'm learning a lot myself as I go along. And But yeah, being a part of this has, has helped me realize and looking at some stats that, you know, talking is a massive part of, of uh, recovery for anything, like depression and, and getting out of your head. And at the moment, you're working on a campaign with Movember talking about nuts specifically. Yeah, um, I think it was it's a good idea, really, um, to attack it through humour. Mm. Um, talking about testicular cancer because it's it's you know it's it's not a subject that's great to talk about when you're at a party or with your friends or you know having a good time. But so and that's usually when men are together. Um, you know, he's in a social situation. But if you can crack a few jokes. Um, and open the door that way. And I think that's what KP Nuts have done here. Is they've, they've, they've got me involved so we can sort of make light of a dark situation. Um, but the most important thing is just to check yourself, you know, and, and to, to talk about the subject of testicular cancer because, you know, it's the highest rated cancer amongst young men. Um, and, and you know, if caught early, it's a 95% success rate. So it's important that we talk about it. But it's just a way in the door and finding that key. And the key is, with this, we're going with a bit of humour and uh, different ways to talk about your nuts. So why do you think men don't talk about it as much as women? I'm not sure. Um, I'm a bit different because I've got four sisters. I grew up with um, four older sisters. I was the youngest. So I was always around women. So I was a right gossip merchant, me. You know, I, I loved it when they came in. So I'd be sat right in the middle of it. So I, I find it <laughs> not, not so hard to talk. Um, but I find the other men, I know I've got a lot of friends, they literally go, oh, shut up, box on. You know, there's a friend of mine who just go, oh, box on, will you get on with it? You know, rather than wanting to go deeper into it. Um, and then there's, there's other friends that I've found that um, I've, I've spoke to them and they've opened up a little bit more. And uh, and I think I think if you show you're willing to open up, I think they, they end up um, reciprocating and opening up themselves. So, yeah, everyone's different. Um, you just got to find what your key is to open the door. Yeah, yeah. It's really interesting you say that because, I mean, you look at places like the pub where um, there's a lot of bravado sometimes, but they're actually, in, in, in definitely in my situation at times, been incredible places for me to kind of just be amongst people that are like-minded. And even if you're not necessarily on the surface seemingly like-minded, you do connect on a certain level and you can open up and you can share things and it can it can blossom in a certain way. Same as barbershops, which is why we've called this in the barber chair because it's, yeah. it's that kind of 
barbers, I mean, yes, their job is to cut hair, but pretty much you're a therapist at the same time. And the same for taxi drivers. It's something about that wall of vulnerability with men, isn't it? There's a little shell or a, a, or a mask that men have. And then it, all it takes is for that one, one person to open that up. And then it's a beautiful, possibly life-saving situation, isn't it? Unbelievable. Yeah, it is. It really is that. I mean, you, I think a lot of people as well, um, especially with this lockdown thing that's happened, um, and a lot of people are struggling with mental health. I think they put a brave face on because they don't want, you know, they don't want to affect other people. Think, oh, I don't want to be the miserable one in the room, so I'll be the, the funny one. And, and mm. on the inside, you know, you, it's churning inside you, and you put a brave face on it. And there's a lot of people out there that's walking around with a, a, a smile stuck on and worrying about everybody else and not taking care of what's going on with themselves. Um, and I think there's a lot behind that. I think a lot of people tend to judge people. Well, they're all right. Look at him. He, he was laughing his head off the other night, but that doesn't mean they're all right. It just means they're not showing what's going on. So, um, I, I mean, I've learned from my own experience that the first thing I do is look for them signs or just ask the question, how are you doing? And try and get people in a one-on-one situation because in a group scenario, it's not as easy to open up because you, you're afraid of, you know, looking a certain way. I'm not, but certain men are, you know, I don't want to look weak or, you know, it was supposed to be the tough mm. one and all that. And it's, you know, I cry at everything. I mean, I, my kids are embarrassed by me at watching movies, any movies, we, any Disney <laughs> film I cry at, it's ridiculous. So, so <laughs> I, I'm quite happy. That, you know, I, I'm quite a soft soul, you know what I mean? But there's, there's a lot of people out there that are scared to show that. So, um, yeah, just opening up and letting people yeah. know that... You can talk to me. I always say, listen, if you ever worried, you can talk to me. Don't have to be drinking. <laughs> Pick up the phone and just talk. We can talk. You know what I mean? It's quite a skill, though. It's quite a skill to be able to do that, to, to be such an open vessel for people. Well, it's not that I'm an open vessel. I just know. <laughs> I just know I've, 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 been in, I've been in dark places. My mind's a minefield. You know what I mean? I think it's because I'm a creative as well. My mind is always bouncing from one emotion to the other. So, um, so when I'm low, I'm really low, you know, um, and it's um, and I don't understand it because I'm a positive person. I try to enjoy life as much as I can. And there's nothing worse than when you're stuck in a cloud and you can't find your way out. And that's what grief was like when I was grieving with my dad. And, and some days you wake up and you're in it and you, you think, what? well, I was fine yesterday. Why am I like mm. this today? And I think it's getting into good habits, you know, when going for walks is something that I never thought I'd say I'd do because <laughs> I say to my kids, should come for a walk. They go, why would we do that? Boring. And I thought, yeah, that would have been, that would have been my answer probably 10 years ago. But now, now it really helps um, taking in a bit of nature and going for walks and just taking your time to breathe in and out. What, uh, what is it like? Um, I, I'll, I'll, I'll share with you. For when, I, when I'm down, I, I have depression. So when I get down, it feels very similar most of the time and it doesn't necessarily need a, a moment like in the past in 10 years ago there was a few different things um and that would kind of trigger me uh, and then i would have this awful kind of black feeling or whatever it is and so what what, it, what does it feel for you when you are what when you are in those dark moments what's your your experience it's um when i was when I was quite bad, I didn't want to get out of bed. I didn't see the point. Um, and, and do you know what was tough? When I lost my sister, um, uh, the situation was bad. You know, she was mentally and physically disabled. So uh, 
I just felt helpless um, and I knew she was worried about passing away and she had a heart condition and it was just, you know, it made everything else feel pointless because I just thought, if, if you you know, something like that's going to happen to her. Um, then I just thought, you know, what's the point? In, how can I get excited about going, you know, going to work or go, you know, what what, what what's today going to bring me? Because I just kept, it kept taking me back to taking someone as innocent as her away. Um, it just, and I couldn't see the point. And that's the problem with, it, it, to not see the point in life, you know, that's a big issue, mm. you know, and, and I've got kids and I wasn't nice to be around at all. You know, when, when I, when I did, when I was out of bed, you know, I was, um, I wasn't a positive, nice person to be around. And that got me down even more because I find myself snapping at silly things and, and I just couldn't find a positive in a day. Um, and it was strange. My wife um, pointed out to me that she thought I was um, depressed. And and I was like, no. I, and also, I had the feeling of how can I complain? Because I have been a lucky person. I've had a great life. I've been so fortunate with the life I've been given um, um, in, in achieving some things that I dreamt I would and I have. That how can I say to somebody, I'm struggling here? Because they'll go, do you mean you're struggling? That's what I thought. They'd say, how are you struggling? <laughs> You know what I mean? It's yeah. so it was that catch twenty two, but in the end, uh, I did open up a little bit more, and and it just seemed to clear the clouds bit by bit, day by day, um, and I, and I'm grateful for that because now I can go whenever I do feel myself going there. I just it's not for a long time. It's a little bit of a dark time, and I just think I I, I just have to remember what I did last time: talk, open up, and speak to people who are close to you. Yeah. It's it's really interesting that self-talk because when I was going through my worst time 10 years ago, I would say to myself, what the fuck have you got to be depressed about? You've got exactly. two arms, two legs, you've got a great family, good girlfriend, what the hell are you doing? And the way I used to speak to myself, I would never wish that upon anybody in my entire life. Self-talk is incredibly important, isn't it? It is. Um, I mean, I talk to myself all the time. I think a lot mm. of people do, you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah talk to yourself in the mirror, come on, you better, come on, you can do this, you know, and all that sort of stuff. And, and, and I think, like I said before, no one knows what goes on uh, behind your eyes and, you know, what's going on in your head. Your head is the worst place to go. Seriously, man, it's a dark place in there. You get stuck in there. Seriously, it's tough. So, you, you know, it, that's what I say to people. I've been, been doing a few things on my Instagram and, and whatever else, my social media, just to try and keep people positive. And, and I thought when I was going through it, the best thing to do is say I was going through a bit of a tough time on your social medias and stuff because of people, I think if I'm out there preaching to people saying talk and talking's good and it's okay not to be okay, if I don't do that when I'm not okay, then I'm a hypocrite. So yeah. I think it's important um, if you can do that to share uh, and the messages I got back were great people saying oh, I was feeling down today. So I try to do things that are positive and um, keep people smiling and, um, yeah, get through the day. And I think it's been a tough year for everybody uh, this year. Mm. Um, been really tough. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Did you have any therapy or are you still having therapy? No, I didn't have any therapy and my wife was on at me to do it. And, I, and I, it's, a, it's a hurdle I haven't got over that um, because I feel, I'm, I feel like I'm fine. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm good um, and I'm dealing with things much better. Um, I, think, I think, you know, there's, there's an accumulative effect of depression. It, or, or when you're down is you've got to look at the triggers and, and, and I was getting into habits of doing the wrong thing. Like I felt down, so I'd go and get drunk. You know, and that's mm. the worst thing you can do, you know, and, and I'd feel good at the time, pissed up with my mates, yeah, but the next morning I'd wake up and I'd feel like I'd let my family down, I'd let my kids down, I'm hungover, so I don't want to go and play with my kids. So it's, it's you don't ever want to get on that spiral again. So I got off that ride and I stopped doing that. Um, even if I think, oh, I'll have a few drinks tonight, then that's, it wasn't to, it's not to cover up anything, it's because that's what I want to do. Yeah. So it's, it's just, it's just remembering, don't get stuck in them bad habits and, um, because it's a knock-on effect. I suppose you've already kind of explained that you've had alternative therapies as a form of meditation. Walking is very much like that, isn't it? And you've got yeah. your job. I can imagine acting, uh, if it, when you are working, that can be uh, almost therapeutic as well, right? Yeah, it really is. It really is. Especially because you, your mind is on other things. You, you learn your scripts and you're playing a character and then, you know, uh, I was, I was, when I was when my sister passed away, I was filming Broadchurch and um, I was, I went in and, and they give me the, they give me the week. Um, and I, and I said, I'll go back. And because it wasn't, it wasn't good for me to sit and not be working. I actually wanted to go back to work and, mm-hmm. and go and film because of the distraction of it. Um, and I walked on set and I, and I, I spoke to David Tennant uh, as I walked on and I, and, I, and they were like, how are you? I said, I'm just going to let you know if I have a bit of a wobble today, this is what's happened to get the elephant out of the room because you don't want people to, tiptoe around you and then you feel like oh everyone's sort of aware you know what I mean so I thought mm-hmm. it's fine I'm good but if you have a bit of a wobble that's why and it sort of broke the ice and David was great and you know the rest of the cast was great and and it helped me because it was mm-hmm. a distraction I was playing a character that wasn't like me and it, and it gave me a focus um, and I think sometimes you need that uh, when you're in a dark place you need a focus and it helped me I can imagine when you're when you're actually in a scene that you're incredibly present and you have to be. Yeah. Is that is that the case? 100%. You have to be, yeah. I mean, in the, that's the thing about what I was saying before about my brain. It's, um, my brain's a creative brain. So I, you know, once I'm in the moment or in a scene, I'm in that scene. My Mentally, I'm in the scene. So you sort of, everything else melts away that's around you. Um, because people always say to me, oh, do you want know you do a sex scene? Is it not embarrassing? Or is you not get aroused? Or do you know, like, and you suddenly, <laughs> it's, it's a strange thing, but, you know, you don't see the crew. You know, if you see the crew, you're not in the moment. You know, you don't see... Mm. I mean, you're doing these scenes 
and it's a two-handed scene or whatever with two with one person. And there's a, a boom operator there, and there's a, a cameraman over there, and there's a lighting guy, and there's and so there's, there's nothing sexy about it at all. <laughs> but also, when you're doing any scenes, you don't notice what's around you because you're so present in that moment, mm. and, and that's what, it, and that's why I, I'm an actor because mentally I can do that. But that means yeah. when I'm not doing that and I haven't got a focus, my mind is bouncing off walls. It's like yeah. I thought myself throughout. Sometimes every couple of hours I have to have a look. Right, I'll do that in a bit. Gives me something to focus on, you know. And that's why lockdown's been really tough um, for anybody who's a creative or anyone who's a mind like mine. It's because if every day's the same, that gets that gets hard for me. Oh, I understand that. I get that, and, and I find that really interesting. I've got, like I've got a few actor friends, singer friends. I've been in situations where. I've, I understand that moment of true clarity and presence. And, and it's, it's, it's a certain euphoria that comes with it. And I can completely understand why millions of people uh, who are in the creative arts right now, who are out of work, who haven't been doing their purpose and creating that moment of clarity day in, day out, are absolutely um, struggling right now yeah. and yeah. and and that's what i, I find incredibly di- difficult and i think people don't necessarily understand it on the outside it's very similar to johnny wilkinson kicking that goal over in the world cup final 2003 against australia he he openly says i w- i felt like i was there but it just happened and it was because yeah. he's done it a million times. He was so present, so in the moment. He just let go, and it, it happened. And he didn't feel the crowd or anything. Yeah. And 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 what happens when you're acting, for example, you're you, you're on a trailer for a, the majority of the day, waiting around to do your scene to, to get that moment when you're present and in the mind. And that's what I, I think people really should understand about not just the creative arts. Anybody who has a profession that when they are able to get in the present moment and to have that feeling of euphoria. And when that's taken away from you, that purpose has been taken away from you, that's when people struggle. You, know, yeah. like, uh, you, you, you do all that waiting around just to have that moment uh, once a day that clears your head, which is such a weird thing to kind of describe. It is, but you see, you get that a lot with sportsmen and uh, when they retire. I mean, Ricky Hatton is a friend of mine and he struggled massively of depression and mm. Um, thoughts of suicide and drug abuse and stuff and, it, and it's been well documented and and that's because he reached the heights of his heights of I mean he, no one he went to, I went uh, around the world with Ricky and I took my dad when he was alive he used to always follow boxing events I used to box as a young lad and my dad boxed and so it was great for us to go and and the people I mean no one's ever gone to Vegas and took 10 15,000 people following with him mm. and he sold out arenas and so when that's when that's taken away Mm-hmm. And you don't have nothing to train for anymore. And, you know, it, it's such a massive come down. Uh, and I think that's, I think a lot of people, that's where there the needs to be help put aside, I think, uh, for, for athletes and sportsmen and people that have to retire. Because um, what is next? You know, and not mm-hmm. always, there's not always management. There's not always an, another, you know, a step down where you can go and carry on and do, do something that, that you've done all your life. Even though Ricky is coaching and training, he's much better now. But I'm just using him as an example. Frank Bruno was another one who yeah. has been suffering bad with mental illness. And I think there's something to be said that, you know, uh, um, when retirement is coming, that they, they should maybe have something put in place where they offer help or start, mm. start encouraging to talk uh, and, and letting people down slowly. 
It's just having a purpose every single day from the day you started boxing, for example. I'm a huge boxing fan myself. Done some yeah. amateur stuff myself. I get mm. it. I get that ring. I get that work. I get that sense of togetherness and belonging in a gym and purpose. And for people like Ricky Hatton, Joe Calzaghe, Frank Bruno, every yeah. single boxer ever, they've yeah. been doing that every single day since they were nine, maybe. And mm. and and to the heights of world champion. I mean, it doesn't, I don't think it gets better than that. Being in the middle of an arena with your arm raised with that belt around you. I mean, that yeah. is the pinnacle, I, I believe. It's up there with Formula One, podium stuff and all that. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. best of the best. And and then for that to just go, that that's mind-boggling. And, it is, it is. It definitely and, it's, and it must be the same for people in the armed forces, et cetera, as well. Yeah, yeah. PTSD in the armed forces. I mean, it's... Uh, it's unbelievable, and you know, the people on the streets who fought for the country. You know, it's it's, it's, it's hard to even to, mm. to even to, you know compute. But it's um, yeah. But as I said, this is what um, this is what today's about, and this is why I'm glad to be in, involved with Movember. It's uh, it's all about talking about mental health and mm. testicular health, and men getting men to talk. So I was glad they asked me to get involved. Um, it's it's something that sort of found me uh, because obviously I, I opened up. Um, quite a bit uh, talking about myself, but I'm quite I'm quite glad. Uh, I'm quite happy to be involved um, with any kind of conversation talking about mental health um, because if 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 we can get just one person to mm. open up a little bit more, you know, then we're doing something right. What's the reaction been so far? For what? For the campaign with Movember oh, with KP. Oh, it's been great. It's been great. People are enjoying. It. I mean, that's why we wanted to do something a bit more fun because. You know, it is a tough time at the moment, um, and um, it's um, it's it is a tough time at the moment. Um, and we wanted to do something. KP Nuts came to me and said, "We want to do something fun, a few jokes, make it light hearted." There's a video out, um, that's out on social media and and around of um, of me telling a few jokes or talking about stories, but giving the information as well that you need to check yourself. And if you notice any changes. Go see your doctor. Uh, and mm. the good thing about testicular cancer, if there is a good thing, is if you if it's caught early, ninety five percent chance of survival. So that's yeah. what it's all about talking. But we wanted to hit it from a light a light hearted point, so people will share it, have a bit of fun, but the message still sits in. And that's why I'm really glad KP Nuts shows me because um, I think I represent a bloke's bloke. I come from a working class background. I'm, I'm a typical bloke. I love a pub. I love a bit of banter. I love a bit of football and boxing. So. I think that's why he chose me. Yeah, it's really interesting because I, whenever I've talked about my mental health and being part of campaigns and stuff, and it's great, you get a really good reaction. And obviously Instagram and all that, it's it's my fan base and demographic is, is a lot of women of a certain age that watched this morning at one point in their lives. Um, and, and, and others. It's, the majority would be really positive. The one guy that I will see, and I, it could be in in the toilet of a rugby game or something, or on a, in a service station, and he'll go, "Oh, I saw that thing, mate. Yeah, thanks for doing that. I appreciate that. We're, we're all we're all struggling." That that gets me more than more than a thousand people saying, "Well done, that's amazing. Well done for reaching out, totally. being authentic." I mean, that 100%. one guy, that, that a builder did it the other day to me and it blew my mind and it just, it made me emotional because that's, that's where the real struggle is, is men, getting men to make them believe that they're worth going to the doctor to check on their mind or their body or both. Yeah. Self-worth is such an important thing and people don't 
bloody feel like they have that at the moment and it makes me sad. Yeah, I totally agree with you uh, with that sentiment. Um, it's happened to me a few times where people catch you off guard because like you say, you put things on social media and 95%, so you get a few idiots, but 95% of the chat is, is positive. You know, it's, mm. But when you get somebody who catches you off guard, uh, there was a young lad that came up to me. Um, I'll never forget it because it was I was just I was out doing something and and he came over and he made a purpose uh, came over to me and he said I just wanted to say my dad's not with me anymore but my best years was watching you on two pints with him he said and, and we had such a laugh watching you and you you made we that was our bond um, mm. and I, I, I had a big lump of it and, and he came <laughs> up and I, I gave him a hug it was a time when you could hug people I gave him a hug and I said well thanks I'm, I'm glad I was party members and he said I just want to say thank you for them times so you know you you forget that you affect people when you do mm. things and you, and you can be a part of someone's life where you don't even notice. Um, and that was a positive thing that he had a memory of great times with his father and it was to do with something that I did. Um, mm. and, he, and he took the time out to come and say that and I thought that was massive. And it, yeah, and yeah, it stayed yeah. with me. And like you just said, it hit me right on the chin and I was just thinking, you know, it is valuable what we do, you know. And, um, and, and as I said, it, it, it made a difference uh, to their lives and that, and that comment I, I got in and, and it validated me again you know I just yeah. thought do you know what you know what I do is relevant you know what I mean because sometimes I think is it relevant me being an actor you know what I mean am I doing a proper job here you know what I mean <laughs> but, um, but uh, yeah I, I do get it I do get it it does get people through the days and, and that's the thing is it's, it's realizing that your words are important and, and, and those and your job whatever it is that you've you've put something positive out there is very very important and like and this yeah. is for anybody listening out there if if you are to check in on a friend and let it be known that you, you you're, you're there to like what you do like I'm here I can listen to you whenever you've got any problems talk to me that's so important and you don't have to have millions of followers on Instagram to do that you can go out and make a difference just by making it known that you, you give a shit. I think that that's really important because, it, you know, in, in this big quest to try and help men and uh, bring down the horrific suicide rates, it'll take, it needs people on, on this, literally on the streets here and there, knowing that their, their words mean something. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, and get like we were saying before about going for walks. I mean, the amount of times I walk up and down and just saying hello to people, Say hello back. Open yourself up to the world. Open yourself up to say hello. Don't walk with your head down. You know, walk up, look at people, say good morning or good afternoon. And that can just, it just changes your outlook. You know, I know there might be a lot of stuff piling on in the back of your mind, but it's them little wins. And I used to call them small wins. When we had the big lockdown, because there's no big wins in lockdown. You sat here for (laughs) five months in your house, but going out for walks and watching the birds, I know it sounds daft, but when, when my dad passed away, I, walk, I used to walk up to this place when they had, they had this horse, um, well, it's still there, um, where you can go horse riding. I used to just stand and just watch the horses and just breathe. And if I wanted to cry, I cried, or, you know, I'd listen to a bit of music. Or, but it, it was a release of something, and I felt yeah. a part of the world. And, I, um, and, and it probably sounds strange, or people might think, that oh, doesn't sound like something that Will, Will would do. But I'm telling you now, I did it. Um, and then when I got back in the house... I felt better. Um, um, so, yeah, to anybody out there, you know, don't, don't just sit in a room that, uh, in your own dark place. Get out there, walk around and say good morning, good afternoon and hello to people. Yeah, yeah, because you're worth it. And, and it sounds cliche, it does sound cliche, but those moments, those little moments of connection, those that that walk, that 
that that just admiring horses or whatever it is, finding your thing, just trying and giving yourself the opportunity to to have a yeah. good moment in the day is is incredibly important. It really incredibly is. Important. It helped me. Um, it might not be right for everybody, but you got to find them small wins, whatever the small wins would be. Um, you got to find them. So let's talk about wins. What's next for you, career-wise? Um, have Have you managed to get out of lockdown with a job to look forward to next year? <laughs> well, the thing the, the thing about being an actor is it's very rare you've got a job to look forward to because you don't know <laughs> you don't know what's around the corner. It's not mm. good for it's not good for your, your mental health. But acting, I tell you, because the I tell you the one thing which is true is I know I couldn't do a nine to five job because I quite like the fear of not knowing or the the fight. To, 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 to get the next job. You know, I, I like the fact the uncertainty excites me, even mm. though it's scary. So um, it has been a, a tough year. I was in South Africa in Fe- uh, February. I flew out to South Africa with Ralph Little to do um, a series called um, World's uh, Most Dangerous Roads. Uh, and there's a series of them. Uh, Hugh Bonneville's done it and loads of other people have done it. And it was me and Ralph and we were going to go driving through Lesotho. We stayed in a, a wildlife sanctuary. It was going to be like bucket list stuff, all camera up for ITV or whatever it was. Uh, and we're going to be meeting the people and staying out under the stars. And it was like literally uh, going... Dream job. And, well, 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 and, and a bit testing as well, you know, going finding mm. yourself a little bit. Um, and we was out there for literally 48 hours and the lockdown happened. We, we, we landed, I think I was in the air more than I was in South Africa. We landed in South Africa. We spent a night, two nights in this wildlife um, park and we, and we were due to start filming and they said, we have to go home because they're closing the borders. And that was it. Um, that was the last solid job. Um, it will come back. We'll do it next year. But I got back and then lockdown happened. And, and the good thing for me was we had a podcast that we started, me and Ralph, called Two Pints of Will and Ralph. Um, we set it in a pub. And it's very much like Two Pints where we'd sit in a pub and just chew the fat, talk bollocks, do whatever you want to do over a couple of pints. And then we stopped us filming in pubs so we carried it on over Zoom. So I was doing it from my house, it was in his house, but we had to have two pints while we were doing it. That was what the part of the show was. And we just talked about everything. Had a really good laugh, talked about all sorts, um, went through what was going on. And, then, and obviously I ended up talking about what happened with me and my dad. So it was ups and downs and, and that helped because it, mm. it, was, it was a focus. Once every couple of weeks we get together. So that was a little bit like therapy. Uh, and also <laughs> yeah. people watching it and listening to the podcast and watching it were getting, it was like they were going to the pub, they'd have a beer with us and watch it and and just have a good laugh. And mm. uh, and obviously we, we we did talk about some dark times that I've been through, but I thought, well, that that's important because that's real. It, 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 life isn't just up there, you know, you, you have light mm. and shade. So the podcast really, really helped uh, and it went down really well. So I was glad we had that. I think working in... Um... Working in the entertainment world prepared me definitely perfectly for this lockdown situation. I was like, oh, well, you have to control and you have to really schedule your day properly. You have to get enough exercise. You have to get enough sleep. Otherwise you go mad because I know this through experience. I don't know if I'm going to be working on earning money this year. I've done that for 10 years. It's kind of, I think a lot of people within the arts were ready for it in, in a way. Yeah, like I said, that's the point. You know, you, you, you sort of... I, you get to a point where there was a point where I was very, very lucky. Um, a few years, and I had probably two or three jobs every year that I knew was coming back because you had repeated series. Two pints ran for so long, and then I had in with the, in with the Flins, I had White Van Man, and he had series that was repeating 
And, and that, that's a comfort that you can't get used to because in my game, that's quite rare. Uh, and mm. then, and then, as I said, it's, it's just the nature of the beast. You know, it, you're going to have good years and bad years. And this year has been tough for everybody. So it's like we feel the need now. We've got to wrap our arms and go, listen, we're all in the same boat here. Yeah. Which, is, which I think if we're going to take anything from this bad year, is let's just be nicer to each other. You know what I mean? We're just, we're all in this shit together. We just got to be nicer to each other. So, you know, talk to your neighbour more. You know what I mean? It's it's important. We need each other. Human, human beings need social interaction. And I think as soon as it locks everything down, we realise how much we missed it. You know, yeah. I missed the pub, not the drinking side so much. More about just going and talking crap, talking about what's you know nonsense that you don't really talk yeah. about with your kids or your wife. That sort of stuff. And I think if we get anything from this, let's just be nicer to each other and just get along. Well, when we're out of this lockdown, I'd love to go for a pint with you. That would be fantastic. Yeah, man, 100%. I can't wait. I'm thirsty already. I know. I know. <laughs> I, it's, it's been a week. It's not even been a week yet in this local lockdown. <laughs> I'm counting down the days. I phoned, oh. my mate, I phoned my mate today and said, how long has it been? <laughs> it's like, well, has it been a week yet? Wednesday's my night out, you see. Wednesday's going to get itchy feet because it's mid of the week. And I think, oh, I've got to have a couple tonight and watch the football. Yeah, even, yeah, if, yeah. even if there's a crap game on, I'll go and I'll, I'll put a little bit on it to make it exciting. <laughs> <laughs> and just, you know, just, to, just to get out and just sort of feel like I've done something else with the week rather than yeah. get up, take the kids to school, pick them up, cook the dinner, go to bed. You know, that's, <laughs> that's sort of the routine. Breaks up the routine. It, uh, it definitely does. Well, it's been amazing talking to you today. Thank you so much for, for, for giving up your time and being so open and honest. And it'll help a lot of people. I really appreciate it. Well, mate, we wouldn't be, we wouldn't be here if, you, if, if we weren't doing this barber chair thing. So it's, uh, it's good. And like you said, the barbers and uh, the pub are a social place where people can talk about stuff. So I'm glad yeah. you do this, mate. So anybody out there, uh, thanks for tuning in and listening. Um, remember, uh, talk to people. It's okay not to be okay. Oh, perfect way to finish. Thank you very much, mate. Really appreciate Thanks, your time. Paul. Thanks Thank for you, your time. Mate. No worries. Thank you. Change the face of men's health. For more information or to support Movember, head to movember.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 